Welcome to the Wolverine Digest Podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maize and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breiler. Oh, I was going to start by saying go blue. Chris, do we need to get a Broncos yeah. Let's ride. <laughs> we need to get that drop? No. For God's sakes, please no. I, I wow. Can't. On a Sunday. That's right, Brady Gallagher. Sunday. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, luckily, luckily, Chris has been locked in because yesterday was uh, – uh, sorry, Friday was my son's actual birthday. Yesterday was his birthday party. So I've been a little out of the loop over the last couple of days. And – you know, I don't. I didn't really know if anything was going to happen. I'm like, all right, maybe you transfer this, that, and I, like now though, news has really picked up over the last like 48 hours. And again, luckily Chris has been locked in over there. He hit me up this morning, like, dude, we need to go live. We need to get out there. We need too to get- much happening. There's too much happening. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. And um, yeah, I mean, it seems to be all legitimate. It seems to be pretty big. It seems to be official at this point. Um, and so we're going to get into into all of it. I mean, we've got a, a pretty it's, – it's not a long bullet list of points, but it's got some big bullets on it to where it's going to take us a while to get through each one. I don't know how long the show is going to be. Chris, we didn't really talk about that, but I guess we'll just yeah. go. We don't need to go anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's, it's an impromptu show, but like I was telling Brandon, you're kind of – you know, you're, you're plugged into what's going on. You're looking at the news. You're seeing, you know, the the things. Harbaugh releases a statement on Friday. Then the NCAA stuff starts to pick up a little bit of steam in terms of the violations that are there. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and then, you know, you get this stuff again with uh, the Denver Broncos. And I know that Sean Payton is in the mix, but I think, I think the overall point remains the same. A lot of what we talked about last uh, week, Wednesday on the show is still valid. And so to me, it's like, Every single day, it's changing and it's evolving, and it just felt like this was a good time. You had Andrew Anthony hop in the portal as soon as we hopped off the podcast. That's probably where we're going to start. But a lot has happened yeah. since we were on on Wednesday, so it felt like a good time to get on and sort of chop it up. There you go. And we said we would do this. I mean, we were we're scaling back from our three or five shows a week um, pace, but it, you know, th- this you can't ignore this stuff. I mean, we've been putting stories out on it, and it seems to be picking up more and more smoke as the NFL season is getting ready to wrap up, which will be today. The Lions, the Lions and the Packers will close out the NFL season Ooh. tonight. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, let's start with Andrell, Chris. It's not a, you know, we're not going to need to spend a ton of time on wah, it. Kind of, wah, I, know. I mean, I was going to hit the button. I don't have it. Anymore. Yeah, okay. Well, here's, here's where we need to go with this, Chris. First of all, CJ, there will be, well, I don't know. Maybe Chris can continue to mention Andrew every show. We'll I mean, see how that pop, goes. Listen, if he pops off next season, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about it a lot. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, kind of a, uh, kind of a bummer to see that, but, but I'll say this knew it was coming, have known it was coming for a while. You could just, you know, even if you didn't have the information directly, you knew that this is kind of where things were trending. I don't think he's the last wide receiver. Michigan is wide receiver. That's going to be in the portal here uh, in the near future. But again, we, you know, we talked about it for the first handful of weeks, um, you know, throughout the season while Michigan's offense was working and doing, you know, what Michigan wanted it to do. 
we talked about those guys on the outside and the wide receivers and the guys who want to make plays that, yeah, it's, it's good to get out there and block for your running back and, and to help in any way that you can. But at the end of the day, you want to get the ball in your hands. You want to be a playmaker. And it, and it became pretty damn clear that um, at least for Andrell Anthony, it wasn't going to happen this season. And I think a lot of people were surprised by that. Uh, not just me. And I think it was, you know, largely based on the Michigan state game last year. It's the idea of, you know, how does that type of performance happen just once when it wasn't like the ball was falling in his lap? I mean, he was jumping up, snagging the ball. He was, bur- you know, he was the fastest guy on the field. Nobody could catch him. Like those aren't things that typically disappear after a single game, but for whatever reason, just couldn't put it together this season. And now you look at the uh, the fairly extensive list of the the schools that are interested in Andrell, apparently, and you've got every, you know, Michigan State, Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma. He was just on a recent visit in Oklahoma. By the way, he had the all-black Oklahoma uniform on with the red visor. Oh, looking, still looking drippy out there in Norman. Um, pretty extensive list of, of schools that are interested in Andrell. So we'll see where he ends up. I mean, seven catches, 80 yards. For the yeah. season, bro, like it's unreal that he had a, you know, he had more production in that one game against Michigan State than he did the entire season in 2022. I just don't understand how that happens. Like you said, it's not like, I mean, what he did in that game, you should be able to do all the time. I mean, are you are you always fast? Are you always able to jump high? Are you always able to have good size? It just seems strange that he wasn't able to put it together at all this year. And, and you know, I'm not going to say it's all on the coaching staff or all on the scheme. I mean, if he's if he's getting wide open every time he goes out for route, I mean, like he's going to be on the field. So, yeah, you have to put some of it on him. I mean, we're not in practice. We're not watching the reps, and we certainly didn't see him in the games. But it's just crazy to me that as a sophomore with J.J. McCarthy, his classmate and close friend, who we thought they had good chemistry. I mean, we saw the chemistry in that Michigan State game last year that that he wasn't able to, to put it together. His only touchdown this year was a fumble recovery in the end zone after Ronnie Bell, you know, kind of just, you know, spit it into the end zone from the one yard line. So, yeah, dude, just a crazy way to play out for Randrell, but you can't blame him. I mean, he doesn't want to play 15 snaps a game and never get targeted and, you know, catch a ball every other game. Like, it's just it's just crazy. So, yeah, and, I, and again, we spent a good portion, um, a good portion of our time, you know, throughout most of the season, just talking about that, that even though Michigan's offense was working um, at that time, that, you know, if you're a wide receiver or if you're somebody who wants to make plays and get the ball in your hands, that, you know, it, it is going to have an impact. And I think Andrell was one of the guys that it just seemed like the transfer portal was, uh, was all but definite after the season yeah. was over. And, and here we are. Yep, seemed pretty much inevitable, and it's a bummer because Chris and I had a fun time covering him. We got to know him a little bit, you know, through that sit-down interview, and then we just, you know, we thought big things were coming. Everybody did. Everybody thought, like, damn, freshman year, okay, he didn't play a whole lot, but look what he did against State. Sophomore year, he's going to be one of, if not the top guys, and it just didn't it didn't materialize, and it's, it's unfortunate. So, yeah, we'll see if Chris can continue to work him into the show. <laughs> CJ, if you'd like to keep writing down what it happens. Um, I'm we'll ruined for him. You know, he, he obviously, yeah, of course. another example of somebody, look, things didn't go the way he wanted them to go at Michigan, but the way he left, the way he, you know, he exited the program, the statement he put out that it was a dream for him to, you know, to play at the University of Michigan and the friendships and the relationships that he built here, um, clearly wasn't happy with the way things went, didn't want to transfer, but ultimately felt that that was in his best interest and, and left in a, uh, 
you know, a classy way. And it's another example of how you do it. If you're going to move on from a program, I mean, there's ways to do it. And I think Andrell um, did it the right way. So hate to see him go, but real excited to see what the future has for him. Yeah, Bobby, I, I just don't agree with this anymore, man. I'm, you know, like if this is a kid who has aspirations to play in NFL, in the NFL, and if you watch him in that one Michigan State game, it looks like he's got the talent to do it. Now, does he need to clean up his route running? Does he need to be a little sharper when it comes to getting in and out of his break? I mean, maybe. I mean, he's going to get coached up wherever he goes, and he's going to try to get on the field and put up numbers. That's what he's doing. I'm curious. So, I'm curious. Does does Bobby, and I don't know because I'm speculating, but does Bobby share that same energy when it comes to Jim Harbaugh? And wanting to remain part of a right. winning program. I mean, is is it is it just limited to the players, or do you feel that same way when it comes to the head coach as well? Yeah, I mean, it goes both ways, and and we've said too, though. I mean, it, you know, Chris and I have asked the question, not really rhetorically either. Like, why would a wide receiver come to Michigan? I mean, like, you can legitimately ask that question and and not really come up with a very good answer because they don't get a lot of targets, they don't make a lot of catches, they don't get a lot of big plays, they don't score a lot of touchdowns. I mean, yeah, they're involved and they're on a winning team and they're playing and then, you know, the, the one and two are out there. You know, I mean, like they've got a tight end or two on the field all the time. That means that's two receivers that are not on the field. So, like, it's just not a super rece super receiver friendly offense. And, you know, I, I don't blame them at all. I like go somewhere and catch 90 balls next year and get on NFL radars as a junior. Like, that's what you should be focusing on at this point and yeah but at the same time if you are a five-star running back five-star offensive lineman yeah. defensive end i mean there is a lot of things that michigan does where the top guys in the country should be lining up to get in ann arbor and you don't really see a lot of that yeah well we're gonna get into a little bit why that might be happening here chris as we move forward so the next big topic i guess we've seen it come up a couple times in the comments over there these NCAA violations that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh could be facing based on whatever you think happened. I mean, like, you know, the, the, there's the speculation out there about it was over just a hamburger. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's it, no, it wasn't. There's just there's no way that that's all it was there. That, sure, that could have been part of it. Maybe not squaring up a receipt the right way and having recruits on campus and feeding them when you weren't supposed to be and blah, blah, blah. But like. Just just miss me with like it was just one cheeseburger. Like that's not what happens in these instances. So just pump well, the brakes on that a little bit and the details will eventually be out. Let me let me just read a little excerpt that I have here that I think elaborates on. So there were four level two violations mm -hmm. and one level one violation. And that level one violation concerns Harbaugh allegedly providing false or misleading information to NCAA investigators looking into one of the level two uh, violations listed above. So basically what they're saying is the NCAA was looking into these violations. They reached out to Harbaugh about it and he lied, basically <laughs> lied, lied about what occurred. So that is an issue. And again, whether it's over a cheeseburger, there's something else like I get it. I get why people would be pissed off, especially, you know, in the fan base when you look at what's happening around college football and some of the dirty tricks that happen in the SEC, some of the other things that happen. I get why you wouldn't think it would be a big deal. But again, if you lie to the NCAA and they find out that you're lying, there's there's probably going to be an issue. And it sounds like at this point that the level one violation very likely could carry a multi-game suspension for, for Jim Harbaugh. And so I don't know how much of that is factoring into all the other things that are going on in terms of the NFL, I don't think it's playing a large factor because again, we were here last year and we didn't have any of the NCAA violations at that point. So I think that the NFL has always been something that's there, but 
you know, I think just dismissing it as a simple cheeseburger is, you know, that's, that's the easy thing to do. If, if you're, you know, a Jim Harbaugh fan, you're a fan of the program, it's easy to dismiss it as that's, eh, it's, it's nothing, but you know, clearly something serious enough that the NCA thought there was an issue. And again, so, I'm not excusing what goes on elsewhere. Yeah. That's we a different discussion. We talk about Michigan. That's what it is. Trust me, you, the, you know, the, the Will Wades of the world, the, you know, I mean, Bobby Petrino's about to get another job. I don't even like, what the hell are we doing? Like, I get it. Like, we don't need to go down that path. I understand. But it is what it is right now with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. And I wanted to, I was waiting, Ben. I wasn't ignoring your question earlier, but I knew we were going to get to this. So here's Ben's conspiracy theory, Chris. Let's either poke a hole in it or call him dumb or smart. Let's hear it. Is it possible that Jim Harbaugh inflamed the investigation by lying in an attempt to save face when he actually, this dude's playing chess out here, not checkers. Well, I, you know what? Listen, <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible at this point. I don't. I don't think that that is the most likely scenario. Um, you know, it, it just seems like. I, I mean, shit. I've seen conspiracy theories that this is the NCA's opportunity to try to get back at Jim Harbaugh for pushing things like NIL and the satellite camps, and they want him <laughs> out of college football, and so they're going after him for these violations. I mean, it's all to me. It's it, it's all bullshit. I think he was asked a question. I think Jim Harbaugh probably did what Jim Har. I mean, shit. We've seen it in the statements he's come out with. He's very good about the way he, you know, phrases <laughs> things and says things and isn't always direct about, you know, exactly what happened. And so I could see that being the case with the NCA as well. If they asked him, like, look, did you take, you know, two uh, two recruits out for a burger? You know, well, while no man knows the future, dot, dot, dot. I could see it being a response like that. No. I mean, so my thought my thought was, Jim, did you have recruits on campus at, at an illegal time and take them out for a meal? Eh, why don't you ask the Big Ten guys? They were around. Maybe he said that. Maybe he, you know, remember when he told us to ask the Big Ten guys. Yeah, what there you go. Yeah, why, yeah. Why don't you? Uh, ask who, somebody who, else. <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, no. I, listen, I don't think that he intentionally did anything to try to save face for when he eventually leaves, uh, because again, you know, this time last year he was on a private jet out to Minnesota to take an interview out there. He didn't get the job. He came back to Michigan. I don't know. We're going to get into it a little bit, but he said that was it. That's that. I tried mm -hmm. it one time. The itch was still there. You know, clearly there was a mutual interest between myself and the Vikings, and now I am here to stay. This will not be a reoccurring thing. No matter what happens, listen, wh whether he leaves or he stays, this line of this will not be a reoccurring thing That's the point. is 100% bullshit. It was That's a lie. It's not true. And that, I think, is what pisses me off more than anything, is that you see all of the, the Harbaugh, you know, super fans out there want to defend it and he should look around and his contract isn't what it should be and he should be paid this and he should be paid that at what point look it's the nca it's ward manual it's this it's the media it's that at what point in time is this a jim harbaugh issue that's all right. i'm asking at what point in time does jim harbaugh bear some responsibility for where well, the program has now find it's found itself in after its two most successful seasons with him as head coach it's it's not only that either. It's just a, it's just the it's the act of like, it's the act of coming back when clearly he w wanted something else. Like this is going to be two years in a row of that. Now it looks three years if you if you if you ask me. He wanted to leave so badly after 2020, but nobody was interested. And I don't care what anybody says ever. That's a fact. And then like, if if even if you want to shoot that down with every fiber in your being. All right, well, then just move it over a year because we know that he wanted to leave last year. He got on a plane to take a job, and he didn't get it. 
and now he's interviewing again and like it just yeah it just continues to happen and people want to i don't know yeah blame everybody else blame something else and thomas you've got people like this he's not going anywhere well he wants to (laughs) and so like cool pound the table and slam your fist when he comes walking back because nobody else based on what is a job offer I see, and Thomas, you're not alone when you you, yeah. you are one of thousands of fans out there that have routinely pounded the table and said he's not going anywhere. What is that based on? Like, is is it just because you still live in this fantasy that he he truly loves Michigan more than any other place on the planet and would never want to go? Listen, if that is the truth, if that is the truth, then we wouldn't be in this situation right now. If Michigan was the only place for him, then what you don't do is create a bunch of chaos and controversy and and all of this other bullshit by trying to negotiate some some other contract that you feel like you deserve after two really good years. Did did Harbaugh not know what he was signing when he signed the five-year extension that took him through 2026? Was he unaware of the terms of the deal? So what so you think he what he made you know, based on his base salary and the other compensation he gets, it's over $7 million a year. With incentives, I put it out on the Facebook page today, what he made this year was touching on $10 million. What do you think it's going to take to get this NFL stuff to go away? $11 million? $12 million? 15? I mean, what yeah. what is it going to take for this stuff to go away? And I'm sorry, but as somebody who, you know, Again, I know these guys are playing in a different sandbox, but for me, I don't have a lot of sympathy for guys that are making seven million who think they should be making ten. I just don't have it. Yeah, it's it's hard to get to that point. It's hard to get to that point. Pay the man what he's worth. I mean, Jesus Christ, he made ten million dollars this year. He made ten million dollars, and he's been making that kind of money for a long time now. He is fine financially, yeah, and so if he's holding Michigan over the coals to try to get more money. To me, this whole those who stay, the team, the team, the team. No man is more important. All of that is just bullshit because you're holding out for more money. You want to get paid. And if it's not about wanting to get paid, then it's about your desire to go to the NFL. And if that's real, exactly. What is it? What is it? It's either you want more money or you genuinely want to go to the NFL. It, it, It can't really be too much more than that. All these other conspiracies about NIL, you know, the NCA, whatever. If you want to get into that, fine. You can play in that sandbox. I'm not going to play there. To me, it's either he wants more money or he wants the NFL or if it's it's a combination of those two things. And neither one of those things sit right with me, especially when fans had to endure basically six years of coming up short. And then finally, on your best two seasons, you use those two to capitalize and try to go elsewhere. Wade. Wade, you know what, Wade? Jesus Christ, Chris and I, Tom Pelissero, Adam Schefter, name one. Not one of I us. I didn't have a call with Carolina, Wade. Not, not one me. of us was on that plane to Minnesota last year. Not one. None of us. I wasn't there. Nobody was there. One guy was there. We're, dude, no. Stop. Stop. Go, go take the Harbaugh jersey off the wall and smell it for a minute and just... <laughs> Dude, it's not us, bro. It's not a. I'm I'm sorry that the beloved number four might want to go back to the NFL, but it's facts, dude. It's 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 wild it's to not listen, us, man. Listen, it's okay. There you go. It's it's wild to me that somebody like Wade can say that this is media driven when the dude legitimately was on a private jet last year to go <laughs> on interview signing day. 
but but somehow that's that's our fault. That's a narrative that we're driving. And oh, now we're back here. He comes back to Ann Arbor, says he's not going to do it again, says he's all in, and bullshit because he does do it again. And now, well, according, according to reports, now hold on. According to but, reports, go ahead. I was going to say, but but did he say he was back, or was there like a couple little caveats kind of built well, in? No, here's the thing, though. He was more direct in that in that interview he did with, I think it was the Free Press or whoever oh, the hell he interviewed with when he said, look, I told Ward this was a one-time thing. It's not going to oh, be a reoccurring, year, yeah. right, a reoccurring thing year after year. That was pretty damn direct. To me, that says it's not going to happen year after year. Bullshit, because here we are the very <laughs> next year, and it's happening. And... According to the reports that we saw from CBS Sports, <clears throat> excuse me, it wasn't Carolina that was clawing at Jim Harbaugh's door to see what his interest was, but that it was Jim Harbaugh's camp repeatedly reaching out to Carolina to gauge what their interest was. And so again, is it the media's fault? Did the media, you know, do we have a, a virtual interview scheduled with Denver? And there's a lot of people out there that say, well, the fact that it's virtual should tell you something. It's Jim Harbaugh. It's his It's his camp trying to position themselves to get the best contract possible. Then again, it comes down to money. It comes down to a guy that's making more than $7 million a year at Michigan at a place he supposedly loves more than any other place on the face of the earth, according to some of these fans. But he wants more. needs more money. Yeah, I don't like it. And he's doing it at the expense of, by the way, current staff members. It's not yeah. just about him and his hopes and his dreams and his goals. He's got people on staff. He's got assistant coaches. He's got staff members. He's got players. He's got recruits. Matter of fact, Brandon, a current player's father tweeted out today that this is bullshit. It needs to come to an end. Alex Orgy, a quarterback at the University of Michigan. A lot of you guys know of him because of his last name. Had a pretty big fan base uh, in 2022. His father says this has to end one way or the other for the future of the program. Didn't think we would be doing this again this year. Enough already. I agree. Why is that such a controversial take? So why is it anybody that questions this or questions whether or not it's good for the program is deemed as, you know, the, the villain in this. There's only one person who's in 100% control of whether or not Jim Harbaugh is in Ann Arbor in 2023. And it's Jim Harbaugh. So to go back, was it Wade that put Wade. that comment up? Yeah, I, I was Alex Orgy's dad driving the narrative. I mean, I mean, what are we doing here, dude? Like you, you gotta. Now nah, he's a victim of the media narrative. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop with that angle, man. It's not the media. It's not the media. I mean, Chris tweeted something out. I think put it on the Facebook page earlier, too. How Juwan Howard went about and squashed room like instant gone done. Like I'm at Michigan, I'm not listening. I'm, I'm not, not even entertaining. Right, I'm not, not taking calls. Yeah, listening. I mean, that's, simple. that's as clear as it gets. You can, and then you, guess what happened right after that? The bullshit went away. It stopped. <laughs> it yeah. Stopped. And players knew where he stood. Fans knew where he stood. Recruits knew knew where he stood. Yeah. It was over. Jim Harbaugh two days ago puts out that statement through the University of Michigan with the same bullshit line about no man knowing the future. I think I'll That's be doing this. And all that did was make it worse. And I know that there were a lot of super fans out there that jumped on it and said, you see, how many times does he have to say it? And I go back to what I said last time. How many times is he going to take an NFL interview? He's got to say it one more time than that. And now here we are, apparently, a virtual interview with the Broncos this week. 
Will he so get for, the job? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get any NFL job, but I go back to what I said earlier in the show. That's not really the point. Yeah, that's not, not really the point. point. We're doing this again after he said we wouldn't be doing this again. And that's what I take issue with. Yeah. I have a big problem with that. And, and, and what are we doing it for? That's my question to you, Brandon. What are we doing it for? Is it about money? Because if it's about money, I don't want to hear those who stay bullshit anymore. I don't want to hear about the team, the team, the team anymore. Because this is not what's in the best interest for the Michigan football program. Might be in the best interest for Jim Harbaugh yeah. to use as a negotiating tactic, but sure as hell isn't good for the program. And and Alex Orgy's father's words are proof of that. Yeah. Everybody who thinks that behind closed doors, the players know what's going on, the fans know what's going on, the recruits know what's going on. Does that sound like people who know what's going on? Yeah. And they, do you think they Alex Orgy's father is the only player parent who feels that way? Yeah. They they didn't last year. They didn't this year. They don't. They don't know what. They don't know what he's going to do because last year, Jim Harbaugh got on a plane and went to Minnesota and left his assistant coaches to mend fences with the current players, the current recruits, the current signees, all that stuff. They were telling him, you know what, Coach Harbaugh's gone, but we're going to be good. We got a good staff. You know, we're 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 rock solid. We think we might even. There were report like people that I talked to, players inside that program, that the assistant coaches. Oh, you said, don't know a goddamn thing. What are you talking about? You don't. You don't have any people that you talk to. They said that the assistant coaches were saying we're going to be better off without him. Like not, not to bash him, but like those are the kind of messages you have to deliver to a team when something like that happens. And then he comes back, and now the, those assistant coaches that looked right in the faces of recruits and parents and players and said we'll be fine without him. We might even be better without him. Well, we didn't really mean that. I mean, now he's back. Our guy's back. Like, you can't continue to do this, man. You can't continue to do this. Like Chris said, at the expense of his assistants, at the expense of his upperclassmen, at the expense of the guys who said, dude, the expense of the guys who just transferred in. We were talking about that, Chris. Like, what the hell am I doing? I just got here. He's saying he's going to stay, kind of, and now he's out taking interviews next week. Like, what, what did I sign on to? That's not how it's supposed to go. Again, after the two best seasons the program has ever had. All right, so arguably. let's so let's talk about money. Let's talk about money in 2022. According to NBC Sports, Jim Harbaugh in 2022 was the 12th highest paid coach in college football. Um, it goes number one, Nick Saban. Number two, Kirby Smart. Number three, Dabo Swinney. Number four, Lincoln Riley. Who you know we know what's going on with Lincoln Riley. Number five, Brian Kelly at LSU. Number six, Mel Tucker, who obviously signed a big contract extension there in East Lansing. Number seven, Ryan Day. Number eight, David Shaw. Number nine, Mario Cristobal. Number 10, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Number 11, the Lane Train, Lane Kiffin. And then you've got Jim Harbaugh at number 12 at $7.5 million. Again, doesn't include incentives. If you include incentives, I'm sure Jim Harbaugh is higher up on that list. But essentially what that equates to is the third highest paid coach in the Big Ten Conference. You've got James Franklin just behind him at $7 million. So I'm just I, – I can't, I can't get on board with the idea that, A, there's nothing there. I think we can get rid of that conspiracy theory, right, that this is all media-driven, that nothing's <laughs> happening, that you know it's just Jim Harbaugh is going to be there and this is all the story that's created. So either it's one of two things. There's either legitimate interest in the NFL – or Jim Harbaugh wants more money from Michigan, or it's a combination from the two. And either way, I'm not okay with that. I don't think I, I don't think either one of those scenarios are okay based on 
not some conspiracy theory, but based on Jim Harbaugh's own words that this wouldn't be a repetitive thing. It wouldn't be an annual deal. If we're not allowed to take him at his word, then why the hell are so many people so excited about this word soup statement that he puts out and taking that as gospel? Why are people why are people automatically saying, yep, see, he thinks he'll be here in Michigan in 2023. That means he's coming back. Did the statement last year not mean anything? Because it wasn't <laughs> an official Michigan letterhead, I guess. Did it mean yeah. less? I wanted to I wanted to talk about that word soup a little bit because he put out, you know, everybody has seen that has seen the picture now, the graphic, you know, Looks nice so and pretty. Good. So nice good. and pretty. But first of all, I'm aware of the rumors and the speculations over the past few days. Then he goes on to say, I truly believe that's a treatment to the strength. You know, that's a testament, sorry, to the strength of our university and our fo football program. So deflecting right out of the gate, deflecting, not really addressing the issue, but playing, but trying to twist it around. Like it's, this is actually a good thing. Me getting on a plane and going to Minnesota and me checking out the Broncos and checking out the Panthers. This is a good thing for us. Dude, no, it's not. That's bullshit. So right out of the gate, He's spinning the narrative and he's twisting the he's twisting the words around and he's he's deflecting what the true issue is. That's that's the first thing. Then, as I stated in December, while no one knows that, so the first thing he said when he actually addresses the actual issue is that we don't know. Like, don't worry about what's going to happen because we just don't know. That dude, there, there could not be less balls in that statement. There couldn't be less. And the fact that people grabbed that and were like, yeah, like I don't. Oh, the George Carlin thing, dude, it pops into my head so often. <laughs> think of how dumb the think of an average person, how dumb they are, and then realize that 50% of people are dumber than that guy. If you read this statement and get pumped about Jim Harbaugh's prospective view for coming back to Michigan, I can't help you. I can't help you. Like, like we said this about. You know, if you're involved in a crime or if you're unfaithful to your spouse, like going, like doing this route, like we don't know what I'm, you know, your wife comes to you, you know, I really want to make this work. Are you going to cheat on me again? We don't know the future, but I feel pretty good about keeping it in my pants from this day forward. Pretty good. I think I'm, I probably can do it. What do you think? Would it be I good mean, enough like, from a recruit you were trying to sign? What is that? And That's how did saying. people get excited about that? I don't understand it, dude, at all. Because they're so they're so eager to just keep everything as is and to believe. I think that there are people out there that truly believe that Jim Harbaugh doesn't want to be anywhere other than the University of Michigan. That this fantasy fairy tale land they've created is real life when all of the tea leaves out there prove otherwise. And so you just get this weird disconnect between some of the fan base and some of the things that are actually happening. And I've seen people say that, like, look, if he wants to go to the NFL, we shouldn't be mad at him. Again, I wasn't go back to last year. Th that's what this is about for me. This is about last year after Michigan's most successful season with him as head coach. We spent the entire early offseason talking about Jim Harbaugh, wondering if he was going to be there. Is he interviewing with this team? Now he's on a private jet to go to Minnesota. Assistants don't know what's going on. Players don't know what's going on. Recruits don't know what's going on. And it turns out he ends up not getting the job, coming back, and signing a five-year extension to be the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines till 2026. One that's going to pay him almost $37 million a year with incentives that bump that up considerably. And now here we are a year later, and what, that's not good enough? That's not enough because Mel Tucker makes more or Ryan Day makes more. I mean, is that is is it an ego thing?
because certainly you can live on seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars. You can make a living on that. So what is it about? Is it about NIL? Is it about these NCAA allegations uh, for violations? I don't know. But all I know is at the end of the day, it's not good for the program. And somebody asked in the comments, what else does he have to say? What else does he have to do? A definitive statement about where you stand is all it takes. And if you're truly looking at the NFL at this point, which most people, reasonable people think you are, then just fucking come out and say it. Just say it. Yes, that strong pull is still there. And yes, I'm exploring my options. And give everybody else the opportunity that you're giving yourself to sort of figure things out. But instead, everybody's waiting on one guy to get his but situation figured out. Even if he even if he did do that, and maybe he is saying a little bit more behind closed doors to his players, to his coaches, you've still got a parent like Alex Orgy's dad who's not having it. Like he he might he probably knows more than us. I would be shocked if he didn't. He's not feeling it. Like, so again, and, and to your point, Chris, you know he's not the only parent that feels that way. You know he's not the only player that feels that way. You know he's not the only recruit that feels that way. It's reflected in the recruiting rankings in 2023. It's reflected in some of the stuff we've heard throughout the course of the season and now in the offseason and, and again, right out there in public from a guy like Willie Orgy, Alex Orgy's dad. So, yeah, I mean, again, back to the whole, like, the narrative is being created by the media. It's not. The narrative is being pushed by this or this. It's not. It's Jim Harbaugh. It's one guy trying to figure out what he wants to do. And like, look, that's his prerogative, but it sucks. It just sucks. It sucks for Michigan football. It sucks for the players that are there. It's, 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 it sucks for him if he comes back because he, he broke down so much momentum that he himself and his staff had created with the success on the field and the chemistry within that building and the, you know, the, the culture that's been created. We've heard all about it. I mean, this is bad for culture. This kind of thing is bad for a culture that was that's what and has, been, has been humming along. That's what drives me insane. If you want to be here, like if you truly want to be here, this program has become everything everybody hoped it would be when he came back. Right. It's, a, a there. Program, it's finally a there. A program that wins conference championships, a program that beats Ohio State, a program that is you know in the college football playoff, a program that has phenomenal culture inside the building, guys that love each other, play for each other, a true brotherhood. Those two years where that was created, all that's happened is you've tried to get out, seemingly, or get yourself more... Like I don't understand it. To me, it screams everything but the team, the team, the team. It's me, me, me. Am I going to go to the NFL? Am I going to get paid? What's the deal with my contract? Mm -hmm. And to hell with everything else until I get that figured out. That's what it feels like. And when you put out statements where you're kind of one foot in, one foot out, what do you expect people to do? You are leaving the door open for a potential, for a potential uh, departure a year after you said it wouldn't become an annual thing. So why should anybody take him at his word, even when that statement was half-assed anyway? Why should anybody take him at his word now when he's clearly already gone back on his word from a year ago? There is no debating that. He said it wouldn't happen. He said it was a one-time thing. That is not true. It's not the case. And for well, anybody out there, not, yeah. if Ward Manuel ponies up, and pays him whatever, another $3 million a year, so he's $10 million, You know, make him the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. Do you honestly think if the right NFL job comes open next year that he's not going to go looking, that he's not going to take that call? To me, the, the, the trust there, at least from my standpoint, is dead. It's gone. Yeah. 
Malachi, I think th- this is, I mean, there's a lot of people who have said the opposite. He's coming back. I, where do you stand on that? I think he's, point. I think he's coming back because I don't think he's the best person for some of these NFL. Look, look all right. If I'm the Broncos, I'm hiring Sean Payton. I know it's not right. just like a or B like there's some, I think he's probably got some contractual stuff in the way because of his, his, his current job. And like, you know, maybe he's, Maybe he wants more control. I mean, like, it's not just like pick a guy and get him. I understand that. It kind of is. I mean, the NFL, I mean, like NFL teams pretty much get who they want. Typically, like, they, you know, if they're interviewing five guys and they want one, they usually get them. So if I'm the Broncos, I'm hiring Sean Payton. I mean, he's, he's been Correct. in the NFL more recently. The NFL is an offensive firepower kind of league now, and that's more where his wheelhouse is. So I, I think it's going to continue to be, I think it's going to continue to be what it's been in 2020. There, there was nothing. He wanted to leave the bad season. You know, the family wanted out, blah, 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 whatever you want to go back to. There wasn't an opportunity, not even a little bit, not even a sniff after going two and four and getting your ass beat by Ohio state every year. Not even a chance last year. There was a chance he went out there, thought he was getting the job with Minnesota and didn't. So then here he comes, you know, walking back again with his blankie. I, you know, what? Hey guys, I'm back. Take me back. Like, I mean, like I just, dude, that sat so bad with me last year, the way that felt. And then, you know, he whooped ass. And so you're like, how how did, how did this happen? Like that was incredible. And now it's going to feel the same way to me. It's going to feel the same way. Like the only reason he's back at Michigan is because he doesn't get a signable contract in his hand from an NFL team. And then, you know, what's going to happen when you, then we're different people. And 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 I'm of the same belief. I think the reason he'll be back coaching at Michigan next year is because he's not going to get that contract in the NFL. That's what yeah. I truly think. If there was a team out there that he liked that wanted to give him the contract that he wanted, I truly believe he would be gone. He would sign it and be on his way. But I don't think that's going to happen. And when it doesn't happen and Jim Harbaugh signs whatever new deal it is at Michigan, you're going to get half the fan base that once again says, you see, there was nothing to it. There's nothing to the NFL stuff, and that's simply not true. That's not the case. By Jim Harbaugh's own admission last year when he said the pull to the NFL is strong, certainly by the evidence that he was on a private jet to interview with the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that's pretty good evidence that there was interest in the NFL. And again, here he is again talking to teams, whether it's his camp talking to Carolina or it's a virtual interview with the Broncos. All that means is what he said last year. These people who are like his word is his bond, and he was he he committed to the players, and he's not going and bullshit because he said last year it wasn't going to happen, and it is happening. It's yeah. already happening. Whether or not he goes or stays, that's almost irrelevant at this point in my mind. The bigger actually, issue is that we're dealing with it again after he said we wouldn't. That's I what I take. Think- I actually think the Broncos' job isn't as bad as most people think. I know they sucked this year. I don't think Russell Wilson would be Jesus, that bad okay. again. I was going to say, can you can you imagine dealing with Russell Wilson? Though? But maybe maybe the world of Russell Wilson and Jim Harbaugh, like, may, oh, my God. Two Mr. Unlimiteds in the same room, Ooh. dude? It's yeah, incredible. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's really more about – I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I've seen that as well. They're talking about, you know, their favorite wines and uh, – you know who their favorite NASCAR driver is, and where Jim Harbaugh is vacationing. They're, they're not talking about the job openings. Why would they? You can label they? it however you want. Like if he's on the phone with the owner of the Panthers, it's pretty clear it's about football and the coaching job. I mean, like, what are we doing here? 
I thought it said, I thought one of the new things in Harbaugh's contract was that if he did this, like it was grounds for termination. Well, if he does it without notifying Michigan, okay, first. Well, so if he goes and has a conversation with somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, and doesn't notify Michigan that they could terminate his contract. Now, I don't know what that means where, because he's clearly working with somebody who's, <laughs> who's having conversations on his behalf. So, you know, did, did, did that include the possibility of hiring an agent and having somebody reach out to Carolina on your behalf? To me, that's kind of like, you know, just like everything else. You're getting cute and you're getting fancy with with what's really happening. That's at the end of the day, that's where I'm at. Just just be real. The, all this negotiation stuff, all of this word soup stuff like, dude, you clearly lied about what you said last year. This year, just own up to it because Michigan is finally at a place where everybody wanted it to be when you were hired. And the stuff that you're doing is compromising that. And you might not see it. You didn't see it this year. You might not see it next year. But at some point in time, people are going to stop taking Jim Harbaugh at his word. He's going to ruin what he's built here. That needs to be a that needs to be a big sign next year if he's back at Michigan. Harbaugh. <laughs> That's right. Him and Ross. You already, Ross know group, okay. you already know there's a group out there getting ready to make those t-shirts, so don't worry about it. Jason, Jason, Jason. You must be new here. We touched on this a lot. You don't know that. You want to believe that. Bad. He's What's not moving to Denver. How do you know? What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, you know Jim Harbaugh as well as you know this chair I'm sitting in. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, come on, man. You got to... You got to wake up and smell the Rocky Mountains, bro. He could move out there tomorrow, dude. You have no idea. Even None. Jim Harbaugh's self-proclaimed best friend on Twitter doesn't know what Jim Harbaugh is going to do. But you do. You know what his next move is? Come on now. <laughs> Player parents don't know what he's going to do. But you do. Look, you could. You, and and I'm, I'm poking a little bit of fun at you, Jason. You could just say. You could just reword that and say, I don't want him to go. That's fine. There you go. That, that's say that's that. fine. There's a lot of people that are. I don't think he's leaving. There's a lot of people that feel that way. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that feel that way, and that's fine. Um, Believe it or not, believe it or not, I don't want him to leave, even at this point. But, (laughs) well, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. If this is where we're at every single damn off season, if this is where we're at, I just I would prefer him to go. That, that's where I'm at. And I said that uh, a week ago in a tweet, and people got their panties all in a bunch because I said, if I'm Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh is already talking with other NFL teams a year after saying he wouldn't, I let him go and I promote Sharon Moore and I move on with the program before any damage gets done. That's what I said. And, but there were some people out there that took issue with that. Now here we are days later still doing the same shit. And, and just as Alex Orgy's father said, you can't keep doing it year after year it will damage the program and i'm over it so if you don't want to be here or you still have dreams of coaching in the nfl then i think ward manuel should help him along his way you go pursue those dreams young man go do it while you can let me set you free correct let's we'll make it easy for you go pursue it sharon moore take the reins let's see what you got that's what i was trying to find harbaugh himself Sharon Moore is more than ready, more than ready to be a head coach at the collegiate level. Let's give him a shot. You know he wants to be here. Hell, Sharon Moore came out and said he's in no hurry to leave the program. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to a couple of the super chats because I think I missed them earlier while we were ranting and raving. But 
So John says he wants Harbaugh to leave at this point because of the play calling. Look, I've I've been pretty open about my dislike for the play calling at times, but you, you can't argue with the results, man. You just can't. Now, that that last game, losing to TCU, the freaking sucked, man. And there were, yeah, there were some critical errors in play calling and execution and what you were asking guys to do and how you went about it. There's no question, but I, I I'm I'm I've been able to grow up myself just a little bit this year and be like, okay, this stuff works. Like it works pretty well. They blitzed a lot of teams this year, man, by a lot of points. I mean, I think they had the largest, you know, scoring differential in the country, if I'm not mistaken, or it was very yeah. close. You know, they beat Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State all by 20 plus, first time ever. Like, shit's working. It's working. That's, I, it's, that's, it's not that exciting. Where the frustration's coming from is that it is working. Yeah, it's working. So, John, I don't, I, I don't think your, I don't think your one game assessment is misplaced. But I, I think you, you're like Chris and I were after like the Iowa game. We're like before we were born again. Yeah, <laughs> we're born again Harbons, dude. That's where we're at at this point. Like you know, it just kind of have to. Well, yeah, and now now you're looking at this, and it's part of this, and now you got the violations and the you know the not winning in the postseason, and you're like, well, maybe we'll see you later. Maybe you could hit the Rockies, dude. John Denver's full of shit. <laughs> I mean, I that's know. again, that's that's the the messed up part about it is you. We spent like, you know, once you got to year four, it was like, okay, what the hell's going on? Can't beat Ohio State. Can't get to Indy. This is getting pretty damn frustrating. Year five, year six. Yeah, obviously we know what twenty twenty was like. I was Everybody ready. Was pretty much ready to like depart from the deal, and then. He goes and has an incredible run in 2021 and basically wins everybody back, even the worst haters like you, Brandon. Wins oh, come back. on. Wins them back. Wins guys like me back. We're back on the Harbaugh train. Choo-choo all aboard the Harbaugh train. And then all he does when things are working <laughs> is try to get the hell out or try to get more money. Either one, I just don't like it. I'm not happy with it. I get wanting a new contract deal after 2020, after they cut your pay in half, which was deserved, deserved, by the way. You talk about loyalty. I heard somebody earlier bring up, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not mad at Jim for wanting to leave. There's no loyalty with this program. Jesus Christ, how, how loyal did they have? They should have, could have, and probably should have fired him after year six and didn't. And instead, they gave him a new contract with a ton of incentives and said, you go and earn it. And guess what he did? He went out and earned it. And then the following year, they gave him a better contract. And what did he do? He went out and earned it to the tune of almost $10 million. And we, here we are again. It's not enough money. Or Michigan's not enough. Or NIL isn't enough. Or whatever. It's always something. The bottom line is the program is working. The team is good. The culture is good. It's where it needs to be. Back-to-back -back conference championships. Back-to-back -back wins over Ohio State. Back-to-back -back college football playoff appearances. If you're all in, this is the time where you capitalize. And instead, we're all in limbo. Just yeah, waiting again. on one guy to make a decision. Again. As if, you know, this whole no man knows the future bullshit, as if it's out of his control. Really? Because you're the only guy that's going to determine whether or not you're at Michigan next Well, time. he's... He's right about that because he doesn't know if he's going to get an offer. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. That I think that's that's probably what that's referring to is I don't know if I'm going to get an NFL offer, so I think I'll be at Michigan in 2023. That's maybe, maybe man, he's playing chess again. He really is. 
I just blew my own mind. That's what that statement was. Yep. No man knows the future. I'm not sure that I'm going to get an offer in the NFL. So I think I'll be enthusiastically coaching Michigan again in 2023. That's it. Broken down. C- code cracked. Pretty simple. <laughs> just need a did couple just, of win. Did I just uh, crack the Harbaugh code? We just need a couple of wind talkers out here to be get on the horn and figure out what Harbaugh is really trying to say. I don't know if I'm going to get an offer from the NFL. If I don't, I'll be back whooping ass. Then you know what? Just cool. put that in the goddamn statement so that everybody knows. Okay, he's exploring. All right. You know, let your assistants know, let your players know, let everybody in the Michigan orbit know so that they too can make their own damn decisions and not have to wait on you to make yours. Yeah. So this question has been brought up a lot, obviously. Like, I feel like it's getting out ahead of ourselves just a little bit because he's not gone. I mean, dude, the, the second something happens where Harbaugh is not the coach at Michigan anymore, I will take the deepest dive into head coaching replacements and look at all possibilities. Yeah. But I do think Sharon Moore is in, is in the discussion and, it's it's to Chris's point that he said earlier and what Harbaugh has been doing all year. I mean, dude, he has been he has been pumping up Sharon more and more than I've heard him ever talk about. It. I mean, he's always really complimentary of his coaches. Like Ben Herbert gets a ton of praise. Jesse Minner gets a ton of praise. D- you know, Don Brown used to get a ton of praise. I mean, it's been across the board, and he's been doing it with Sharon Moore maybe more than ever this year, saying he's more than ready to be a head coach. Like at some point, he's going to be a star as a head coach. And you know, if it is him this year, then we'll we'll see what that looks like. But yeah, I mean, like at this point, when it's not really a possibility, I just haven't done enough research to even. I saw people say like, "Well, give me three names, give me five names." I don't know if I can do that right now because I haven't put enough energy or attention to it just yet. I, you know, I've got some guys that I like. That doesn't mean that Michigan is going to give them even a remote look. So, I, you know, that's also another another I'll, angle of I'll it. I'll just say real quick, to me, the reason why the guy is Sharon Moore is because, A, he's already proven he's, he's, he's a great coach. The players that are there love him. He's great on the recruiting trail. He's obviously done great things with the offensive line. Jim Harbaugh himself has said he's ready to be a head coach. And, and it's a move that rocks the boat the least. You keep a guy who's already been there, who already has the relationships in place, and I don't think you rock the boat too much. But Brandon, can you put up that, that comment by Sam? Is it Case Cass? I don't know how you say his last name. Negative one. This drives me nuts. You guys are so negative on Harbaugh. He has the right to determine his worth and go after it. Sam, nobody is saying he doesn't. But when you go out of your way to say that it's a one-time thing and it's never going to happen again, and then it happens the very next opportunity you get, you don't think people have a right to take issue with that? Do you think Alex Orgy's father is negative on Harbaugh? Or do you think he just wants some goddamn resolution? That's what this yeah, is about. I, we like we like Harbaugh. We prefer that he stays. I think that's what's best for the program. But what's not best for the program is to do this year in and year out. He doesn't get to do this every single year because, Sam, other people depend, rely on Jim Harbaugh's decision. It's not just about Jim. It's about his assistants. It's about the other people on staff. There's other people in the building that are impacted by what he decides to do. So doing this year in and year out, and I didn't even talk about the players and the recruiting. So doing this year in and year out is awful for Michigan. I am a Michigan football fan first, not a Jim Harbaugh fan. If Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL and coaches the Denver Broncos, guess how much I'm going to care about the Denver Broncos? (laughs) Fuck zero. Zero percent because I'm still going to be here covering Michigan and caring about what happens in Ann Arbor. 
So don't give me that negative on Harbaugh bullshit. Yeah, it's not it's not negative on Harbaugh. It's just it's just looking at what he's doing and what's happening to the program and the players and the coaches around him because of this approach and because he straight up lied. Did not want Matt Campbell in 2020. What the hell are you talking about, Todd? (laughs) What's going on here? I was pretty high on Matt Campbell. You were high on Matt Campbell, not me. I was. I would have taken Matt Campbell in 2020. I told you straight up. I told you straight up. I didn't like his face. You don't like his face. Yeah. And I know he hasn't. He's dude. He's at Iowa State. I mean, like, give me a break, dude. That guy. Like, they shouldn't win. They never win. They've never won. They've never been good at anything. He's never had a four-star recruit at that program. Like, I, I still think. Yes, I know it hasn't been very good for him since then. But at the time, he was a hot name. I thought he would do a good job at Michigan, and he maybe he would have. I don't know. I don't like. That's always that's always been a funny thing to me. Like, you wanted this. I'm like, oh, okay, and. Like what would have had what what would his hey Todd give me Matt Campbell's exact record if he had taken the job at Michigan that year you bum guess what? what do you guess mean what? nobody guess knows what it would have what would have happened guess what Todd Jim Harbaugh wanted Minnesota yeah I mean like what are you, what are you so, talking about you know are, what are we doing here so there there's um there's a lot of angles to this thing no absolutely not no PJ Fleck that will never happen I don't care where yeah. Jim Harbaugh goes. P.J. Fleck can never, ever, ever be mentioned in the Michigan football coaching search. Sorry. This list list right here from Jordan Johnson is pretty damn solid. Okay? Todd Munkin, OC from Georgia. I like that. I I don't know if it's a cultural fit. I'm pretty sure he's a Southern guy, like, through and through. So you always wonder about that a little bit and how, like, big of a deal that is. Dave Aranda. Eh, another good play. I, I like offensive guys too. I'm of that. I would I would want an offensive minded guy. Sharon Moore, dude. Shane Beamer. I like a lot about that guy, but like, I just he just feels like he should be at a place like South Carolina. You give him the keys to a Michigan. I feel like it's like the Beverly Hillbillies coming to town, dude. I just I don't know. I like him, but I don't know. I'm sorry. That list is that list. Uh, with all due respect, Jordan, that list is absolutely terrible. Here's my pick. Number one, Tom Brady. Number two, oh, okay. Charles Woodson. Number three, if there's a way to resurrect Bo Schembechler with like modern day science, bring him back and have him be the coach. I mean, I've wow. seen all those names listed as well. Maybe get all three of those guys back together and have it be head coach OCDC. Maybe that's what we need. Urban Meyer. There you go. There's another great one. Okay. I'm I'm very wrong. Todd Munkin is from Illinois and actually used to coach at Eastern Michigan. So the Southern, the Southern thing is not true there. I thought he was, I didn't think anybody could coach at Georgia unless you were from below the Mason Dixon line, but whatever. Please don't take the Tom Brady, Charles Woodson line seriously. <laughs> he was joking, right? Obviously. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Make Ben Herbert head coach. I don't give a shit. Dave Aranda, where's he at right now? Is it LSU? No, he's I do the think head you got to keep Ben uh, Herbert at right. all costs. That's see, that's the other thing though. If you go and hire another coordinator from somewhere, I think you're losing Sharon Moore, and I don't want to lose Sharon Moore. Yeah, Sharon Moore has paid his dues. He's been with the University of Michigan. He's done great things with the players that he's coached. Why not give him the opportunity? You don't have to sign him to a long-term deal. I'm. I had the wrong give him guy. a shot. I was thinking Matt Canada when I read Dave Aranda, and that's mm. he's a defensive coordinator. I'm, I'm all over them. See, that's what I'm talking about. I haven't done enough research yet. There are some guys. We're I know the names. I'm not there yet. I'm not Chris Briley for head coach. Hell, let me call the plays, dude. I Listen, score a lot I'll of do points. It, I'll do it for though. two mil. I'll do it for two mil, and I won't ask for any more. Just give me two mil. It'd be pretty solid, Simple. dude. I just. <laughs> Can we just stop doing it? 
this is please? not what should be at the forefront after the last two seasons of Michigan football. And it is. They should, be, they should be killing it on the recruiting trail, and Jim Harbaugh should be out front of this thing saying, I am not going anywhere. My goal, my job is to win a national championship at the University of Michigan. That's it. Take a page out of Juwan Howard's book. I'm not entertaining. I'm not looking. I'm not taking calls. I'm all in here. And yeah, you know, whatever. Trying to negotiate a new contract, trying to get a new deal, whatever. It's hard to do that from a place where, you know, you clearly want to be at a place you want to be. But if Michigan respects him the way that they should, they should pay him what he thinks he's worth. But either way, whosever fault it is, whatever side you stand on, at the end of the day, it's not good for the Michigan football program. And that's what I care about. What's best for the program? Not this. Couple, couple random good things, too, as we approach an hour here, Chris. I don't know if you saw it in the comments, but David Ojabo, strip sack, first sack of his NFL career, hey, lit, up, lit up Joe Burrow, lit up Joe Burrow, stripped the ball out. Uh, Ravens recovered, like I think, like inside the 15 yard line. Nice big play for the Ravens there against the Bengals. Nah, and he, he was just activated what, like a handful of weeks back. It yeah, like recent. Yeah, yeah, recent coming off the Achilles injury, obviously. And um, for those of you who are are interested in this kind of thing, um, we might be getting a return of Stequavius. <laughs> oh jeez. I mean, let's look at the dude fresh, lining fresh him up. Fade? Fresh fade. Okay. All right. That's that's trouble for TCU. And if so, if so, this is Brooks Austin, buddy of mine. He runs the Georgia site, does a really good job. The picture surfaced of Stetson Bennett getting his haircut, and he said, Vegas just moved the line a full tutty just for the Sequavius <laughs> look. So there you go. thought that was pretty funny. But, no, I'm excited to watch that game tomorrow. I know everybody's still bummed out. I saw a lot of friends and, and, and different people that I you know that know what I do and at my son's birthday party yesterday, and it was a lot of talking about Damn it, dude! Michigan should be playing on Monday, and it just still—it yeah. does still feel that way for a lot of people, man. It really does, and it's—I'm excited to watch the game. It's the national title game. Everybody will be tuned in, but sure would have been a lot of fun to see that that winged helmet running around out there, man. Real kick in the dick. Yeah, who are you pulling for there? Are you uh, are you looking? For, are you pulling for TCU? I see a couple people in the comments uh, going after TCU. I I think I am pulling for TCU. I actually don't really like dislike Georgia. I like Stetson Bennett. I'm not a big fan of Kirby Smart, but I'm not a big fan of Sonny Dykes either. Both of them kind of rub me the wrong way for some reason. Uh, but I, I do like Max Duggan, the story there, and just kind of how he goes about his business. But I think I think Georgia probably like walks away with it. I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be way too much for TCU. But that's that's what I thought about Michigan too. But I do think the way that the game played out for TCU and Michigan was rare. And I, I think things, I think water will kind of find its level. And I think, I think Georgia wins, but I would be pulling for TCU, you know, Georgia, the way they recruit and now they might, you know, maybe you're talking about two titles in a row. I just don't like that for college football either. So I'll go, I'll pull for TCU. You know, it's going to haunt me for a long time. Can anybody see this here? So the top, the top there is where the ball was snapped. And the bottom picture is where that Philly special play took the oh, ball. Jesus. You got, I mean, you got, you, you, you got Colston Loveland running back at the 20 yard ball line at the two yard line to go up seven, nothing, six, nothing, whatever. Yeah. And the play you draw up takes the ball back to the 19 yard line, 19 yards away on fourth and goal. I think that's going to haunt me for, for quite some time. I know it's only one play, but the fact that they couldn't punch it in the fact that Donovan Edwards was caught from behind. I mean, nothing about any of that, uh, that first drive made sense to me. And I think that was where, you know, you, you couldn't give TCU life, and uh, they gave them a lot of life on that first drive, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's 
there's multiple things in that game. Like we said, I wrote the article, the five fatal errors, the play calling a little bit here. You know, you so you bring you you bring Kalel Mullings in. Cool, he scored a bunch of touchdowns against Purdue. I get it, but you do it on the quick snap and you have him out of the three point stance, which we hadn't done all year. And it's like, why, 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 why there? Get Kalel Mullings up and push JJ into the end zone for an easy touchdown. Let your offensive linemen do what they do, do right what there. You've done all year. Uh, it's Just so frustrating. Do, do that. It's frustrating because I feel like we should be in LA right now getting ready for that game tomorrow. Getting a suntan, have my sun my swim trunks on in the pool. Just have one of those so, George. So fi, have one of those. So fi looks beautiful. I've heard you can't tailgate outside of SoFi. What's up with that? Yeah, apparently they they got what's that guy's name who used to hold the thing under and tan like this? Super <laughs> super tan guy. Time? Yeah, his name is George something. Somebody'll have it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know why I know shit like that, but I don't know it well enough to call the guy's name out. So CJ, I, I did see your question. I'm not sure when the apparel ships out. I've been pretty hands off on that. Uh Full disclosure, I've been sick as shit for like the last week. Ever basically ever since I got back from Arizona. Now it's kind of running through my family. So uh George Hamilton. There we go. That's where I should be. I think it's gonna go out soon. <laughs> no, I'll try to provide an update whenever I can. But yeah, that, that should be us out there in LA. We should be out there, you know, sunning our buns, wow, good, getting ready for SoFi on Monday. And instead, I'm in <laughs> Michigan, sick as shit. It's overcast, wet, rainy, and I gotta watch it on TV. I'm not happy about it. My mom texts me from upstairs. Hamilton. I almost had a I almost had a Chris Bryler esque case of mistaken identity. I almost said George Burns, which would not have been the right guy. Not George Burns, George Hamilton. So Chris, uh have you have you settled into to sounding like Louis Armstrong and not, not Louis it's, Anderson? Well, it's it's finally passed through me and now it's starting Sounds to go good. through some of the family. So yeah, I'm I'm almost back to hundred here and uh yeah, it's it's good because man, that I tell you what, I feel like my Arizona experience was not what a typical Arizona experience should be. Overcast, rainy, kind of cold. Like I could see the potential of loving Arizona, but I just didn't get to enjoy it. You kind of you got shortchanged a little bit. I did. Yeah. I did. I missed all the beautiful weather. Well, there you go. Uh we'll start knowing some real shit tomorrow because the it's NFL. Not a bad little Sunday show. No, beautiful show. Beautiful show. The NFL season is over tonight. Go Lions. Go Rams. Get them Leos in the playoffs for one time. One That's right. Go Lions. There you go. There's your happiness. The Lions, they've got, you know, they've got playoff uh, hopes and dreams on the line tonight. Pull for the old Lions. Yeah, I'll so even be watching. And if they win, goddammit, I'll jump on the bandwagon. We've got plenty of room. Plenty of room over here to cheer for the Honolulu and Blue. Honolulu, blue, and silver. Go pack, go. Get out of here with that. What kind of name is that, anyway? Go pack, go. You know, there's some of those. There's some of those in the great mitten state. There's a few of those around. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, sir. A lot of people in here today for the show. Lots of they want to know what's happening. They want to know what's happening. So there you go. We'll be back on Wednesday unless we need to be back earlier, which you never know. No man knows the future, Chris. We might be back tomorrow or Tuesday. That's true. No man knows the future. Best of luck, Andrew. All right. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Probably. Probably. See (laughs) you.